Before we start today's episode of Zillennial Canon, we just wanted to let you know that there's a link in our description to some friends of the pod, including Adam's second podcast, Aggressively Okay, that he hosts with Joe, Back to Back, SeltzerCast, and a few others that we know you'll enjoy. Thanks for supporting us, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. certified dvd on tv moment this is zillennial canon i'm kira and i'm adam and you won't be able to forget this one no matter how far you travel we will be at the same location as you (laughs) exactly Mm -hmm. i'm kira we already said that did we yeah you said i didn't Kira, this was 10 seconds ago. Adam. You just said, I'm Kira, and I said, I'm Adam, and okay, then I did my I joke. Okay, maybe I just wanted to say it again. I'm giving know. Kira a weird Adam. stare right now. Adam. Listen, it's Those okay stares. if you're having a weird moment, but, like, don't drag me down with you for being the same <laughs> one. Like, that's okay. not okay. <laughs> Is every Thursday for an average of an hour and a half not just a weird moment for me like let's be honest here i'm weird i'm a weirdo how are you adam are you okay yes (laughs) i was referring to like our episodes releasing on a thursday oh right okay adam you're making me sound like i'm crazy honey (laughs) i don't have to do that (laughs) <laughs> she's laughing like the joker right now i'm taking off my headphones and i'm walking away <laughs> uh, she's doing the joker dance on the hallway like with the blood on her tired. she's doing the joker dance right now like walking down the hallway like with the blood on her sneakers first of all i'm barefoot <laughs> Or are you? <laughs> it wouldn't be an episode of Zillow Cannon if we didn't question Kira's sanity at the start of the episode. <clears throat> well. How are you, Adam? I'm alright. You know, um, got confirmed for my first dose of the vaccine. Excited about that. Um, Excited to not uh, live in fear. Should we announce what we discussed before regarding that? Um, Or just just reference it? What the situation is? I mean, we're already referencing it right now, so I guess we might as well go with it. So Adam and I just found out (laughs) that we're getting the first and second dose essentially almost the same days as as each other, within like two and one days. Both are two days apart, yeah. Yeah, so that's interesting, and that's like cosmic significance, so maybe we'll do something with that, still thinking about it. Like all good shit posters, we're going to use this 
as a way for of content. possible. Yeah, for content. Yeah. Um, so uh, <laughs> we'll. I mean, yeah, we'll be back soon with like an actual announcement on that. But yeah, uh, just wanted to just wanted to drop that uh, hot goss that we just uh, shared with each other. The goss in question. <laughs> our vaccine appointments. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, but. You know, before we get to the fun of the the, the shitting and the crisis and whatever, um, we, we, we're covering a different movie this week. We're not covering something chaotic. We're not dying yet. No. We're talking about one of my favorite comfort movies of all time, mm-hmm. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Now, Kira, have you seen this movie prior to tonight? I don't remember. I have, yes. It was, um, I feel like when I was younger, like... I said DVD on TV in the beginning because I think that I've only seen this, like, uncensored, like, twice. But, like, the rest were just, like, like, I've seen it a lot, but I feel like I've only mostly seen it censored on TV. And then have only seen it, like, on DVD, like, twice. But, yeah, I love this movie. Um, I feel like I used to, like, tweet about it a lot, like, specifically, like, the Lemons line. Um, when life gives you lemons, say fuck the lemons and bail. I feel yeah. like I used to tweet that a lot in high school. And also the weather outside is weather. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I well, Zelda Cannon is watching all the Judd Apatow movies as a kid, but on DVD yeah. and TV. Yeah. And then re-watching them when you're older. And then you're like, wow, this is way more raunchy <laughs> than I remember. Yeah. Oh, you're like, it's raunchy. I'm like, it's literally art. <laughs> well, it's great. Yeah, I mean, both. Yeah, it's yeah, incredible. Both. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to remember the first time I saw this movie. I think I might have seen a little bit of it when I was a kid, like, on TV. Mm-hmm. But my first, like, memory of watching it was, like, around 2012, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. Because I remember I bought the Blu-ray at the pawn shop for, like... Two ninety nine, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like my mom gave me like twenty bucks, and she was like, "Go bananas! Like go, <laughs> go, go buy any movie you want." Um, and um, I saw Jason Siegel. I think this was around the time I was watching Freaks and Geeks for the mm-hmm. first time. Uh, so I was like probably fifteen at the time, and I was like, "Hell yeah, let's do it!" Um, and I just remember watching this one night and having like a. Like just an amazing experience with it. Like, mm-hmm. I, of course, at the ripe age of 15, I did not have the experience of heartbreak. I thought I did, but I didn't. <laughs> but, you know, there was something just, like, really... Something about Jason Segel's performance in this movie, like, really spoke to me. And especially after, like... Go- or while watching that, I was watching Freaks and Geeks. It was, like, drawing me to Jason Segel even more as a creator. Um, so I remember Freaks and Geeks, Sarah Marshall. I was also watching High Met Your Mother at the time. Like my, I was very heavily involved with Jason Siegel, uh, as a teen. Uh, loved mm-hmm. the guy, stole loved the guy. Um, so yeah, I just remember loving this movie so much when I was a teenager. Like it, it was very formative for me. I just like you, I quoted it a lot. Um, yeah, it, it and it, I still holds up. I think, yeah. like amazingly well yeah um i think it's like 
like being a kid when like all of these like comedies like all these like studio comedies were coming out um it was almost like I kind of like grabbed on to whichever one was there because it's not like I could like go out and see them in theaters so I feel like this one and I Love You Man were like ones that were like within my reach like either like on tv or somebody like like my family like had a dvd of it or something so like those were the ones that I would watch all the time and those were the ones that were like really special to me um like because I didn't really have access to like seek out and like watch them um so this was definitely one that like that was one of the reasons why I would like hyper fixate on this one it's just like so good isn't that funny like as a teen we don't realize like how small our like little bubble is until like Mm -hmm. we get like 18 maybe and like we actually watch other movies but like there's definitely a period of my life i'd say like 2012 to 2013 Mm -hmm. where i watched this in the span of like six times a year yeah um it was like it really was a comfort movie for me in high school like if i had like a really bad day i would put this on like Mm -hmm. i'd have it on my laptop i would like I, even if I wasn't, like, fully paying attention, I just have it on the background. Um, yeah. And, yeah, and, like, it's I haven't watched it since, like, I don't remember the last time I watched it. I think maybe, like, yeah, three same. or four years ago, I think. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I literally couldn't remember, like, how, like, stacked the cast was. And I feel like now, especially, like, now having, like, the knowledge of these people like beyond like snl and like 30 rock like um it's like insane how stacked this cast is yeah it's a pretty good blend of like usual apatow crew but also Mm -hmm. snl Mm um i'd say more apatow but like definitely like bill Hader, of course yeah i literally forgot that he was in this he's so funny in this i did it because he has like a few of my favorite lines in the movie like Oh, I'm in Hawaii too. Like I think that like it that makes me laugh every time. Um, yeah, I yeah, this cast is insane. I the only person I forgot upon rewatch today was Kristen Wiig as the yoga instructor. I don't remember that. Um, I think it might be in the unrated because you watched the theatrical, right? I think I did. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I watched the unrated cut and. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure that's the un. I, that might be an unrated exclusive. I'm not sure, but yeah, she I plays tell like if a. I like disassociated during that part. But. She basically like plays a um, yoga instructor on the island, and it's like while uh, um, Kristen Wiig and uh, uh, what's his face is there, um, Russell Brand, and she's mm-hmm. like flirting with Russell like while they're doing yoga. But like it's you can see why they. I mean it's funny, but you can see like why they cut it. Mm. Because uh, it's already pushing, like, two hours, like most Apatow movies. This one wasn't that long, though. It was, like, a little bit under two hours. I know this because I had to, like, watch another movie for class. So I had to, like, schedule out my day <laughs> based on, like, the runtime of these movies. But it wasn't it wasn't terribly long. No, I literally, wasn't... like, I love this movie so much that it could be five hours. I don't care. <laughs> no, I'd be cool with it being more, too. It's just... yeah. Yeah, I think for the general audience, like mm-hmm. a, a common criticism is like that these Apatow produced comedies always are too long. Oh, I know. Yeah. Um, and I never feel that way usually. Like even if they are, I don't care. Like, 
because I love this is 40. Like, I remember that movie mm. is like, that movie is like way over two hours, but I really like it. So I don't care. Um, even um, the other one, like his fault, uh, the director of this movie's follow up, uh, The Five Year Engagement. Have you seen mm-hmm. that? No, I haven't. You haven't? No. It's really cute. It's like just him and Emily Blunt and a five year engagement, like literally, like. <laughs> Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hate my life. What a title! Um, <laughs> what a title! What a movie! No, but it's really cute, and I think that's um, the director. This is Nicholas Stoller, who did uh, Neighbors One and Two, mm. um, which I love. Yeah, also, um, yeah, he did also. Did you know Get Him to the Greek was a s- sequel to this movie? I feel like I knew a long time ago in the back of my brain i've never seen that movie though it's it's not great it's like okay at best Mm -hmm. um it's just a complete spinoff sequel with like russell brand's character so you don't even have jason siegel in it yeah to like ground it like i feel like that's not to like get right into the movie but like i feel like russell brand's character only works because everyone else is there to like ground it in an emotional place I like well actually uh, let me go and get to the Greek and then we'll get to this movie. Okay. But like Get to the Greek is very weird because Jonah Hill is like the straight man in it. Mm-hmm. But he's not playing his character from Forgetting Sarah Marshall. He's playing a new character. Um he's playing a music executive who has to like go on tour with him and like mm-hmm. stop him from being like fucked up or like get like the paparazzi to take his pictures while he's fucked up. Yeah. Um or partying or whatever. Um, I know like Sarah Marshall's in it for like a second, but like it's it's really kind of forgettable because this. I mean, in comparison to this movie, at least it's nowhere near as good as mm-hmm. this one because this is like a masterpiece, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so where do we begin with I this think, movie? I think the pre-Hawaii stuff because like. I feel like sometimes these Avatar movies can have, like, a little bit of a struggle starting before they get to, like, what it's actually about. Like, they have, like, a lot of buildup. But, like, Mm -hmm. this one, the the pre-stuff is, like, very emotional. And, like, um, I mean, the whole movie is surprisingly emotional underneath, like, really funny stuff. Yeah. But especially, like, the first Oh, I teared up, like, 15 minutes to the end, like, all the way to the end. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about, but yeah. yeah. But, like, even, like, the way this film, like, depicts a breakup is, like, extremely accurate. Like, mm-hmm. it, uh, and I think it's because Jason Siegel is such, like, a compelling actor and, like, genuinely lovable guy that any audience member would, like, instantly attach themselves to his situation and character. Mm-hmm. Because he just has a way of presenting, like, these emotions in a very earnest and, like, humanistic way yeah but he's also just incredibly funny on top of that yeah i feel like he's not like over the top like funny like he just is like dry and like he just has like extremely funny i don't know funny lines (laughs) you know yeah because he wrote it he wrote it yes and that's so impressive that's (laughs) so impressive um he's so cool like I, I'm really missing like the lack of Jason Siegel content. Like mm-hmm. like what's going on. Like um 
I Jason literally Siegel, if you're listening, call in. Call in. I literally call. I watched that new movie he's in with uh, Dakota Johnson. Um it's like what she has it? it's called Our Friend. Um I don't think I got like a lot of buzz because Casey Affleck's in it too and like um it premiered at Sundance like two years ago, but it's just mm-hmm. now getting a release. Um I liked it a lot. I thought it was like extremely good, but uh basically like it's she's best friends with Jason Siegel, but she's married to Casey Affleck and she has cancer and it's like a big weird thing. Um but it, it's really, really well done. Like it's it's extremely he has a great performance in it. I saw it's, a weird movie with him. Um, it was a Netflix movie. I went to like an early screening of it, but it was like a sci-fi movie or something. The Discovery. Yeah. The thing about like the afterlife or whatever. Yeah, I think so. Or like the consciousness or something. It's like something like yeah, that. Yeah, I saw like a Q and A with him. That's like one of the last times that I remember seeing him in like media. Uh, yeah, I didn't really like that movie, but. I remember like being really excited because like he was in it and it was sci-fi and I'm like that's cool like I'm glad mm-hmm. he's doing things that are new and exciting. Um, Robert Redford was in that movie as his dad. I remember, uh, which is crazy. <laughs> like that's a great casting. Um, that's the one thing I hate about the Netflix models. Like they have so many like weird movies that are just swept under the rug mm-hmm. because like the amount of content that they have. Yeah, to be honest, I literally can't remember shit from that movie. I feel like it got like overshadowed which i don't really care like it got overshadowed because um jason siegel was there for a q a and then like when the movie ended they were like jonathan demi is here to moderate a q a with jason siegel and it was like a surprise thing and that was like one of like that was like kind of close to when he passed away and the whole time jonathan demi was just like hyping up jason siegel and was just like you're wonderful you're amazing like <laughs> it was really he really cute. is He's, yeah, uh, yeah. R.I.P. John Demi. Um, but yeah, Jason Segel. I mean, he. I I don't know why he wasn't the lead in more romantic comedies because like, mm-hmm. so fucking charming, yeah. like, endlessly charming. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I can't remember like what else he's been in like as far as romantic comedies go, but, um, he like he's for. I mean, let's just get out of the way. Extremely hot. Like. Yeah. 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 Uh, we agree on that one. Um, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, um, he is, like, extremely hot. However, mm-hmm. I'm, like, terrified of how tall he is. How tall that is he? That is terrifying to me. Like, just really tall. <laughs> I don't know. Like, just extremely tall. Four. Yeah, that's so tall. So he was the love interest in this. Like, this was his, like, first, like, love interest movie. Mm-hmm. Um... I guess he was in Game to the Greek, but I can't remember his role in it. Um, uh, bad Teacher, which wasn't very good, but he was good in it. Um, Would you say it's bad? All right, pack it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, five-year engagement, uh, and that's it, I think. Yeah, so like four or five like starring romantic comedy roles, which is, I mean, don't get me wrong, that's more than most people get. Yeah, but in my eyes, he's like the most charming actor ever. So I'm like, why did like not everybody cast him in their yeah. movie? I feel like a lot of um, like, and I don't want to generalize because I genuinely do love romantic comedies. But I feel like a lot of romantic comedies tend to go for like 
the physical conventionally attractiveness rather than like the actual charisma Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's obviously I say it all the time on the pod and in real life like um that's my whole thing with like comedians should play romantic comedy leads because they're like it makes them more attractive like it's the whole like personality yeah no completely like I I definitely think that um like it's I don't want to like compare it to like Billy Crystal or anything because I think Jason Segel is like more conventionally attractive than like he's like yeah. a weird mix, like a weird hybrid of like mm-hmm. he is attractive, but he's not like completely like he's cute. He's really cute. Yeah, and which to us is hot. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> he's cute, which to us he's hot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> put that in the drafts for yeah. you know, context. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I feel like we've just been simping for the last 10 minutes, but, like, yeah. he's great in and this. And we've been completely uh, ignoring, regarding his hotness, what happens within the first five minutes that I completely forgot about. You forgot? How did you forget? Because I've only, like, watched this on FX DVD on TV. I forgot how quick it is, though. Like, it's like a split-second shot. I literally rewinded, and not for, like, the reasons that you think. Like, I was just like, wait a minute. Sure. He didn't. Sh- <laughs> I like could not believe it because it's like, what movies have I been watching lately? I forgot that you're allowed to show like peeners in movies. Peeners? Peeners? It's so funny. It's Did so you- funny. Shoddy just said peeners. <laughs> it's hilarious. Did you come up with that on the spot? No. Oh, I've never heard that before. Oh, peeners. okay. I love that. I'm going to text Joey that right after the pod. Okay. Um, yeah, but, like, also the the supporting cast here. Yeah. Incredible. Like, uh, also, okay, in the beginning, it's crazy. Like, I hate, like, um, I don't know. I usually, like, am so, like, critical of how movies show exposition. Mm-hmm. Um, and even, like... I forgot to bring this up in the Mamma Mia episode just because I was, like, fucking falling asleep when we were recording it, but um, the exposition in that movie is so funny because it's, like, like, Sky will be, like, getting ready for tonight, and then in the background is, like, ADR of Amanda Seyfried going, like, for his bachelor party, and it's, like, exposition, I feel like I'm always so focused on that, and I think it's really funny how in this exposition is just through him watching Access Hollywood about himself. Also, those fucking Access Hollywood things are so fucking funny in this movie. Like I know. <laughs> like all it's of like also... Billy Baldwin's like little like um <laughs> like little jokes and, like it cuts to like Sarah Marshall's face where she's like rolling mm-hmm. her eyes. So yeah. funny. Like corporate interest in uh in like movies and stuff is like and like product placement and stuff is like kind of annoying but i feel like nbc in this movie is like the perfect pairing because yeah. it's like all the snl people we got kenneth um we got access hollywood um we got like dumb fake crime shows that like look like they were made up on 30 rock like yeah it's great. Yeah, that was my exact thought. Like, this could, you could tell me the six was some 30 Rock universe and I would believe it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And it's funny because, like, the Access Hollywood in the beginning almost leads you to, like, 
which like I haven't even like looked at like the poster for this in like forever or whatever but like I literally forgot that like it was Russell Brand for some reason and like I wasn't thinking otherwise but it's funny that um like the Axis Hollywood thing literally leads you to believe that she's having an affair with um like Billy Baldwin and not Russell Brand like they just like follow that up with like his weird music video yeah um (laughs) I I do want to speak on uh uh Russell Brand in this movie though because again not a guy that I always love like I think he's Mm -hmm. an acquired taste um even like just as an actor like his everything outside of it Mm -hmm. um I don't always like love him in movies but I love him in this movie like he is so funny and the character is like so intelligent like he like so smartly written because Mm -hmm. like every time you think he's gonna like fuck up or being annoying he says something like weirdly sincere and then you Mm -hmm. like you want to hate him and like also like jason siegel's character like wants to hate him he's like fuck Mm -hmm. i I can't hate this guy (laughs) like it's it's infuriating in in every rom-com you are gonna hate the guy that steals the girl away from the guy yeah but it's actually like the movie makes a point so many times to tell you it's not about uh like russell brand's character it is about the relationship that they had and why it didn't work Mm -hmm. and that's honest that's incredibly honest for a comedy yeah and it like it's funny because i feel like like only at some points the movie kind of goes into the territory of like oh I'm gonna get back at my ex or whatever or like I'm gonna actively avoid them and like they can't really actively avoid each other because it's like a small resort and then um it's like rather than like trying to get back at each other it's like they're adults and kind of have to deal with that and deal with like the fallout of their breakup like on an extremely small scale um And it's, like, they end up just, like, hanging out. And, like, he ends up just having to kind of hang out with Russell Brand just because he's, like, sitting in the lobby and he has nowhere else to go. Like, um, like... So fucking funny. Yeah, so... (laughs) God, it's so good. Like... I, I, like that one scene where they're like him and uh, Russell Brand are like surfing and Mm -hmm. then like he reveals like he's like yeah I slept with her like a year ago and Mm -hmm. they just like start fighting on the surfboards and he's like he's just like splashing him and he's like sea code he's like what about man code like it's (laughs) (laughs) like it's so funny um also like I think uh sorry no go for it but I think like the the territory of um like competing with each other like if she was with somebody like hotter or like like better than him or whatever it's like no she has to be with somebody that's like an extremely weird character because he's gonna have to like make conversation with them because he's stuck with them and like yeah like they have to be like different than him but like not necessarily bad just like bad for her which is kind of true to life i feel like because Mm -hmm. like you in your mind you're like whoever max gets with is going to be like extremely hotter than me like superior like the the me that i think i like in your mind you have like an imaginary ex of like who you don't want your ex to go with right and then like it's the opposite usually it's like oh it's just a person that i have to like or even like not 
yeah <laughs> deal and with it, like either mentally or physically yeah because like you project whatever your insecurities on to like okay whatever i hate about myself or wish i had is what that person like my ex will date probably mm-hmm. and it's not like it's not that like it's sometimes it's just russell brand sometimes it's just russell brand also i i think it's so funny like in this movie when um at the end and he's like uh yeah i was with her like for a week and i can't fucking take it like i (laughs) like it's so funny they don't even end up together by the end Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he's like he compares her like hitler (laughs) it's so fucking funny um everything about this movie like i don't think there's a joke that doesn't land for me like every ratio of joke like hits the f- like yeah there are just so many like throwaway lines that just made me laugh so much like when he was in like the recording booth and the engineer was like i got allman brothers tickets i gotta get out of here <laughs> like, he's like doing the seinfeld like things over like the, the murder show yeah it's so good i don't know why but that one scene cracks me up is when he's at the bar and the, he, the bartender's like naming all the fish at like rapid speed mm-hmm. like you can't fucking do it like, and he just like goes like all the g names <laughs> like really fast it's, it's so fucking funny um, <laughs> yeah or uh when kenneth says uh she's complicated like the da vinci code about his new wife <laughs> yes that was so good <laughs> she's complicated like the da vinci code but even harder to crack (laughs) that's Um, a bit that could get old like really fast but like he like the writing keeps it amusing like it's always funny every time they cut back to it um I don't even remember the context of it, but I wrote it down because I say it all the time, and I guess it's from this movie where he's like, "I guess I'll just go fuck myself then." Like, oh, it's the scene where John, where um, Jason Seals like eating, and then like Johnny Hope picks up oh, his plate, even though there's no food on it. Yeah, yeah. When he's picking up his plate, and then he's like, "He's like, oh, I'm still, he's he's like, like, oh, I'm still eating." <laughs> he's like, "Oh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll fuck myself. That's cool." <laughs> he's like, "What? Not nothing." <laughs> Jonah Hill as the waiter in this movie is so funny because it's like and I'm sure like everyone feels this way but like Jonah Hill like now like looking back at like the roles that he used to have and like not even in like like a physically like critical way or whatever but like the way that he used to look back then it's just like really funny because he was just like a little kid yeah it's it's just like I don't know it's funny to me no it is and like he has just, a, like, an interesting career, I feel like. Oh, he has an immensely interesting career. But, mm-hmm. like, this is, like, one of his, like... Because he has, like, a lot of roles like this. Which, even, it's weird, because like, even in post-Superbad, which you would think he would, like, completely blow up. Mm-hmm. But he, like, still, even after that, took roles like this. Mm-hmm. Where it was, like, just completely minor. Like, almost a cameo. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess it makes sense, because, like, he was probably filming this, like, when Superbad was coming out. Like, it only mm-hmm. came out a year after. Um, but, like, even post that, like, he would always, like, appear in, like, Apatow's movies as, like, a minor character. Yeah. And I love that, but I find it interesting. Because, but especially this one, it's incredibly funny. Like, mm-hmm. the way he was, like, yeah, another to person, another person that I forgot was in this movie. Yeah, I can, oh, no, I didn't forget that, because he has a lot of my favorite lines. Like, again, just a bit of, like, him trying to give Russell Brand his CD, 
or like connect with him and he just like doesn't fucking care about it (laughs) or also like his introduction scene is like someone trying to call him to sell him weed he's like you're at my Mm -hmm. you called me on my work phone at my place of work (laughs) (laughs) and then he's like i gotta go mahalo like like it's (laughs) so fucking good um paul rudd amazing uh yeah um as always but this paul rudd is like quintessential on another fucking level than any other paul rudd that has ever like and he really is not in it a lot no but every single line like from his introduction when he's like i'm kunu (laughs) he's a himbo (laughs) Well, I I like the um the bit where he's like he doesn't remember him every interaction they have together. Mm-hmm. It's like we just had a great talk. And he's like, oh, cool. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and also like later when that um he's talking to that Hawaiian guy and he's like, mm-hmm. he's like you're the guy that dated Sarah Marshall, right? And he's like, yeah. How'd you know? He's like, dude, you fucking tell everybody. Like, you got to stop that. <laughs> like, yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> he in that scene he says it's like the sopranos it's over <laughs> yes. I, oh my god i wrote that down yes i <laughs> um who else are is that all is that the supporting cast i mean i feel like we covered a lot oh no we didn't even get to mila um, kunis yeah like, mila kunis love her in this. she's good like, she's great she's really charming i um, always forget how much i like her until i see her and stuff that i'm like i wish she yeah. was in more stuff yeah she's um she's always just like really just like i have no other word just like charming like she's just like cute and like i don't know yeah yeah i never watched like that 70s show or how i met your mother so like my my context of these actors are like not really like as deep as other people's but yeah yeah i watched both um that 70s show is definitely like one even how I met your mother like I watched that when I was very young mm-hmm. and it was very formative for me just like on a stupid sense of humor level mm-hmm. um, but like yeah I, like I always liked her since back then and like I feel like she's reduced usually to the girlfriend role like I don't mm-hmm. know um, like I mean even because my mom like loves those bad mom movies mm-hmm. and she's like the main mom in that and I'm like watching those movies and they're like fine like for their mm-hmm. demographic or whatever but like I'm like they don't utilize Mila Kunis very well. Like they, even mm. then, she's reduced like just. I mean, I know it's in the title, but like she really does get the least to do out of all the characters, like out of all the moms. Mm. Um, so I kind of wish like a, a script would come her way where like it really like utilized her like abilities because she's really funny most of the time. And um, in this, you believe her chemistry with Jason Siegel like yeah. the entire time. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I think it's also just, like, cute, like, it's not even, like, a meet-cute between them. Like, it's literally just, like, she gets him out of an uncomfortable situation. Yeah. And it doesn't really feel like, like, I feel like in, it could easily go into the territory of, like, him making her uncomfortable. But I feel like it never really crosses that line. Because it's, like, when you're, like, a service industry worker or whatever, it's, like, you have, like, you're being paid to be nice to everyone. 
Mm-hmm. So if somebody, like, took that the wrong way, it's like you're kind of stuck in an uncomfortable situation. Well, like, this person is going to be at that resort for a few days, and you're going to have to put up with them. And I feel like it could easily go into that territory, but there's never that, like, drama between them. Well, because, like, the drama in that, like, in that regard is usually, like, the, like, because usually, like, when you introduce the ex-boyfriend in the movie, which this movie does, that's what usually scares the main character away from, like, pursuing this person. Mm-hmm. But that comes up in this movie, but it's, like, almost like a fleeting thing. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, that The idea that she is being paid is brought up at the bar, and it does, like, mm-hmm. get him, like, nervous for, like, a bit. But it's only because, like, he doesn't want to be that guy. Like, he doesn't yeah. want to be the guy. He's like, oh, I don't want to be a fucking idiot and, like, go or, like, annoy yeah. her or, like, whatever. But then, like, it takes, like, convincing for her to, like, show him, like, hey, I, like, mm-hmm. actually like you, which feels extremely genuine. And, you know, that's, that is something, like, that's very, like, prevalent to, like, like, it, I like just anyone in general. Like, it, the, like, the relationship is so genuine and, like, they have, like, really small moments together that, like, make this movie work. And mm-hmm. um, the dialogue is very natural. Like, it never once feels like a movie. Like, it actually feels like people having conversations which i feel like romantic comedies are kind of lacking sometimes i think another thing too that really adds to the chemistry um and like the depth of the characters is that like whenever either mila kunis does something or russell brand does something like their partner will have like a flashback to like what that situation was like in the other relationship yeah. Um, and for Jason Siegel and Mila Kunis, like, I feel like it only kind of, like, towed the line of it, but, like, the whole, like, I'm not like other girls thing. But then because they did it with uh, Kristen Bell, I feel like it, it balanced it out. Like, it didn't feel like... Like, I feel like it could have easily gone into, like, oh, like, she... Like she drinks beer like she's not like my ex like she can hang with the guys like but i guess it it's because doesn't like, it's not really like, go into that well it's not like the quintessential like oh she can like get hammered like she just like drinks with him like it's not like she yeah. gets like wasted yeah. like it's not like she does anything absurdly like crass yeah. and like, i think uh like in the flashback too, like when she's like, I'll go like you don't have to go get a drink for me, I'll go get a drink for myself. Like I'm not that kind of girl. And like I was kinda like, eh, but then like the flashback when he was like holding the purse for Kristen Bell, like on the red carpet for like every single red carpet. Um it didn't feel to me like, oh, like the wife, I gotta hold her purse, like I gotta hold her bags when we're shopping. Like because the character was so developed that it's like he's not upset that he has to do things for her. He's upset because, like, he was being overshadowed by her all the time. Like, he had to do things for her while he was being ignored and overshadowed. And also, isn't that, like, extremely, like, relatable, like, for people that have, like, been in relationships where, like, when you break up, it's, like, it's the end of the world, right? But, like, when you're looking back on it, you're, like, there are there is, like, a sense of, like, almost, like, hindsight really is twenty twenty, And, like, Mm-hmm. The realization he goes through in this movie of, like, she really did, like, damage my mental health, like, more than I thought she did. Like, mm-hmm. it's, like, the little things she did, like, throughout the relationship. Also, that, like, like, her criticisms of, like, 
when she's like, oh, like you wore like sweatpants for a week and like, yeah, um, like it's like, okay, but like you didn't check up on him, like why he was sitting in the dark wearing sweatpants for a week. And like, yeah. a nice thing was like the like cereal box that she bought him so that it wouldn't go stale. Yeah. I- and like, you see him like, disgustingly like eating like almost a whole box of cereal in one sitting but then it's like but she made it easier for him to do that so that's like a cute thing that she supported him in like sounds dumb but it's like the little things that she would support him in but then it's like two things i i i did that because of this movie like i did the same thing the cereal box well like the little container thing and then yeah quantity yeah i have that in my house and um for like eight eight nine years now yeah because yeah. of this movie um <laughs> but that's like another thing that's realistic it's like yeah like you can have like a relationship and as toxic as like the other person cheating on you but there are good things to look back on like there are always things that like help you grow as a person like no matter how harsh it was in the moment and that's another thing that this movie gets like really right about breakups is that like it's usually never like so awful um that like you despise the person unless like of course there are situations where that happens but like but it's not like the clean breakups either it's like usually always somewhere in the middle where you have to find acceptance that it's part of you but now you have to move forward and again that's i mean that's a message that's in a lot of rom-coms but like i don't think any of them accomplish it better than this movie does yeah I feel like it's very, like, um, it's kind of, like, really nuanced because it's, like, obviously he's, like, angry and, like, <laughs> when she comes up and she's, like, what are you doing here? And his first instinct is to just be, like, I came here to murder you. <laughs> and then, like, he just, like, um, laughs and then he's, like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but... It's, like, he has that, like, rage and, like, like, is so angry and hurt, but then he's forced to reckon with it and, like, go through all of the stages of grief within, like, three days. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> because it's a great Because he's trapped, he's quite literally trapped on an island with her, <laughs> like... I also like the little moments where it's like, I know Sarah, so... And then it cuts to, like, what she actually feels like. I know Sarah, mm-hmm. I just ruined her whole day, and then, like, cuts to, like, her and also around, like, fucking. And yeah. it's, like, it's really yeah. funny. Um, yeah, like, just, like, little details, like, make it. Um, also, I feel like we didn't... We'd be, like, remiss to not mention the Muppet scene. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I forgot about that. So Yeah fucking good like just drunkenly <laughs> crying and playing the Muppet Show theme song on the piano in the hotel room like I find that funny that like cause he wrote it like yeah. he wrote that into the script and was like this is gonna be funny and puppets <laughs> and in then, general are like a big part of the script yeah and then uh, when he was talking about 
like the musical or no when he invited Mila Kunis to the musical and she was talking it over with the guy at the bar and he's like I love puppets I love Fraggle Rock I love Lamb Chop and he's just like listing off all of the puppets that he loves and like half of them are like Jim Henson properties and I'm just like this is literally just Jason Segel no literally well he (laughs) he wants that Muppet movie so bad well, I was, like, reading the Wikipedia page before we recorded, and um, he said he included the dick scene at the beginning, because that happened to him in a breakup in real life, like, where he got so upset that he dropped what he was holding, and he, like, just his dick was out. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, it's, like, a lot it's of it funny. Is. Yeah, it's, like, it's a funny scene, but... It's so funny. It's also like in the helicopter before. Yeah, (laughs) you just hear it. (laughs) Yeah, it's so it's funny because you don't see it. That foley artist, that foley artist. Yeah, but um, it's funny because it's like, uh, like having an argument when somebody is like unexpectedly like. (laughs) like naked and he just has to like sit down on the couch and like deal with this grief (laughs) like completely butt-ass naked i feel like that's like i don't want to say like realistic because it's like it's just like a very like human and vulnerable moment or he's emotionally and physically naked yeah literally it's so metaphorical like (laughs) (laughs) well yeah and i mean like i mean again this movie is it's not like deeply profound but it's just like relatable for yeah it's it's like it's very human it's very human it's not yeah like but i mean because like i i guess i my younger self was like the test of like could i enjoy this if i haven't been through a breakup because mm-hmm. at the time, I, you know, I thought I went through a breakup, but like, you know, mm-hmm. like I, but now having gone through a few breakups at the mm-hmm. age of 23 and I'm watching this and I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is like scarily accurate. Like, I can't think of another <laughs> movie that depicts breakups more accurately than this movie. Yeah. Unless I mean, can it's you? like, um, I don't know. Like looking at my inherent vice poster, I'm like, wow, that movie really is about breakups. It entirely is. <laughs> um, Midsummer. Like is around every... Oh, you relate to that one? Midsummer. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> Ladies, if your man relates to the movie Midsummer, <laughs> I I'm glad to report that I'm no one's man at the moment. Um, uh, I mean the only other I think the only other film about breakups that is as equally relatable is of course Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind yeah I was gonna bring that up but I was like "Mm." it's too obvious I think not like obvious but like it's it's like not to a fault but it is like melodramatic not to a fault I mean yes (laughs) Like, I, I don't know. I love it. It's... No, I, I'm not going to say it was bad. It's just uh, the more extremely sad, depressing parts of it. You know? I haven't seen it since, like, high school. So I need yeah, to, like, same. read it. But, um, <laughs> I've I been remember... on that train to Montauk, though. I, I do think about that movie, like, a lot, though. 
because like literally because yeah. like every time you see that twitter post where it's like imagine having the uh ability to not meet somebody i'm like boy do i have the movie for you (laughs) (laughs) Um, i feel like i because i've only seen it like once or twice um i feel like i didn't necessarily like love like the main plot line like obviously like i love jim carrey in it but i feel like I was, like, extremely moved by, um, it was Kirsten Dunst and Mark Ruffalo, right? Yeah, like, the side. Yeah, like, they were, like, revealed to, like, be, like, a past couple, and, like, he, like, forgot her or something. Uh Yeah, I remember being like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) They, like, (laughs) before I was, like, super into movies, um, well, no, I was into movies because I remember being like, damn, I wish I could go. I think it was before I had, like, disposable income. <laughs> um, in Montauk, they, like, I think it was Alamo. They, like, put, like, beds on a beach and they had, like, an outdoor screening of it in Montauk. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, but I think it was, like, before I had money and I think I was, like, living in the city at the time. So, like, I live, like, in the middle and then, like, Montauk is, like, an hour and a half that way. And then, like, the city is an hour and a half that way. So, yeah. Yeah. Sounds fun, though. I wish you went. Yeah, right? <laughs> it was, like, sponsored by, like, a mattress company. And I'm like, okay. Damn shoddy go off. <laughs> Damn shoddy, okay. Me, when I see a mattress company <laughs> do a sponsored screen of a Charlie Kaufman joint. <laughs> Yeah, they're really doing it though. Like... My favorite meme ever that I sent to a friend of the pod Zach the other day because he's Mr. Charlie Kaufman um, was like, <laughs> um, it was like Charlie Kaufman in the studio, like, damn, this will really make them try and kill themselves. Yeah. Drop it. Drop it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that was going around the time. Around the time, uh, I'm thinking of anything has came out in like spoiler alert but like yeah literally like, i never that... watched it just because i didn't see like any 2020 movies i wanted to though i'll watch it eventually um just be ready for it because it's like it's a lot uh like most Kaufman movies are but mm. i remember like it ending and i'm like wow like literally nothing matters. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I'm like humanity. Like really sucks, huh? Like I, I don't know. It's it's, it's a yeah. But damn, the, you really do be like I'm thinking of running things. <laughs> Scoopy dooby doo. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like this one doesn't make me feel that way. This one makes me happy. And yeah, when it ended today. <laughs> And I, like, went out for, like, a walk outside, and I felt, like, really good. Like, I was just, like, damn. Yeah. Like, it ends up being, like, an extremely hopeful movie. The last 15 minutes that you were talking about earlier, like... Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so good. <laughs> like, like, he got his musical, mm-hmm. and then he gets his relationship. Well... Yeah, because, like, it kind of reminds me almost of, like, the ending of Francis Ha in that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, uh, but, like, 
it's also like that but even before like the reveal of like me looking at coming to the show like that like the scene where he's like writing the show and like mm-hmm. doing the music on his piano at home yeah and like it gets like I all was quiet. Up yeah. yeah it was beautiful like i i was genuinely really moved by it and mm-hmm. um it kind of reminds me of the ending of soul a little bit like yeah don't want to spoil soul in case anyone hasn't seen it but um <laughs> just you know yeah like very similar and i i honestly forgot that's the one thing i forgot about this movie is like how good the ending is like it really yeah. it's a home run ending like perfect you could have done it better yeah i also love that it just like beyond that just ends with like a puppet musical <laughs> i like that the last shot is just two puppets yeah yeah it's perfect um <laughs> that's like i love like unconventional like romantic comedy endings um and i think that this is really funny that like He's just like naked again. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. Yeah, he. Yeah, that's a good one because. But now it's like in the different lens. Where in the in the first one he was like emotionally vulnerable, and after a breakup, and now he's emotionally vulnerable and naked during the start of one, and it's mm-hmm. it's like a full circle thing. It's perfect. Um, really and now he's with somebody. Bookends. Now he's with somebody that actively like pushed for him to like do the puppet thing and like cared about his dreams and what he was talking about and like Mm -hmm. didn't look at it like it was a waste of time yeah i think uh the moment that she was like oh you're performing the song tonight at this bar i feel like that was the moment that like it's like oh she really cares about him and the things that he does yeah yeah it's great like Like, she pays attention to like the details of his like like the things he says yeah. And, like, even, like, on the beach, like, way earlier in the movie, and when he's, like, trying to, like, have, like, a conversation with her about it, and she's, like, you know, like, you could just talk to me, right? Like, you don't have to, like, bullshit or, like, have, like, a dumbass conversation. Like, you can just tell me how it is. He's, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I really fucking hate my job. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's just, it's really good. Like, because you can tell, like, when she says that, like, she's, like, the only person that has ever truly asked how he feels about his job no yeah and like she's the only one that he feels that he feels comfortable saying that about too yeah Yeah, it's just it's it's great like i mean man i i really i know i just said like i want him in like more movies but now thinking about it i want him to like write more movies because yeah he writes like um like uh not even like young adult he writes like kids books does he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I remember he was at, like, BookCon in, like, I want to say, like, 2016, 2017. And, um, yeah, he writes, like, middle school-age books. Good for him. Yeah. He's um, only written The Muppets. Um, he wrote The Five-Year Engagement as well. Interesting. I should watch that then. You would. I really think you would like that. Um, that might be Zillennial for me because I saw it when I was like fifteen. Um, and also, he did Sex Tape in twenty fourteen, which I didn't really like, but as always, he was good at it. <laughs> Wait, I think I've seen that, but I was like, 
Wait, he wrote something that Kevin Smith directed. He didn't. He didn't direct that. I know. I was thinking of Zach and Mary make a porno. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. Different movies. That's actually I think not I, a bad movie, though. I honestly, I can't remember anything that has ever happened in that movie, other than like Star Wars. I don't even remember that part. There was like a Star Wars parody in it. I don't know. I just oh, remember being like, probably. Mm. I just forgot. Um, yeah. yeah, but sex tape is like him and Cameron Diaz, and they're like suburban parents, and they like try to spice up their life by like making a sex tape, and then they yeah. accidentally upload it to the cloud, and like the it cloud, goes, yeah, and it and they actually like. Uh, share it with like a bunch of their contacts and they have to like go to all the houses and like delete it off their phones and iPads and yeah. laptops before. I think I watched it. that at like a slumber party and was like I'm definitely not allowed to see this movie. It wasn't like I mean it was like 2014. It was kind of like semi-recent. Like Yeah but I, I still have that like guilt of like being like I'm not allowed to see this. Um, yeah, I feel like the cloud and, like, not really understanding what the cloud is is millennial canon. Um, yes. Like, in media specifically. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. (laughs) Like, (laughs) the cloud. Having watched War with Grandpa for the AOK pod, that movie is, like, 90% those jokes. Oh, like... About like oh these iPhones and these smartphones and the cloud. iPhone, uh, I talk to people face to face like like <laughs> bullshit like that. It's just so stupid. Like, it was... <laughs> like it's uploading to the cloud. He's like what? Mm-hmm. Or what the cool? best, the best is like oh it's got so many hits on YouTube. What's YouTube? it's got so many hits. <laughs> Or like well, it went viral, and it's like, okay, what is viral? Like, I don't know. I feel like viral like doesn't exist anymore. It's just like I gotta say, I, I got I a lot of to... likes on Twitter, and then people forgot about it in less than twenty four hours. Like, I was trying to think of like a good cloud joke in mm-hmm. movies because like they almost are always bad. Mm-hmm. The only I don't think you've seen Creed, right? I have, I yeah, yeah. Oh, you have. Yeah. Well, that scene where, like, um, like Creed, like, takes a picture of, like, Rocky's notes. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, he, like, just, like, uh, crosses the streets, like, okay, I'll see you later. And then Rocky's, like, don't you need this note? And he's, like, it's in the cloud. And he, like, looks up. He's, like, what cloud? Like, <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> but it makes me laugh so hard in the theater. <laughs> just, like, Stallone saying that, like, what cloud? Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> I think I watched that, like, in preparation for Creed 2, and then, like, didn't see Creed 2. Creed like, 2. Just, like, the height of my life, honestly. <laughs> like, What? <laughs> like, in a good way? Yeah, did you not... I, I don't feel like I, I talk I about, like, my I just Rocky. didn't watch it. No, I mean, I feel like... Do I talk... I don't feel like I talk about, like, my Rocky. No, like... you only talk about Fast and Furious. Yeah, Rocky for me, I guess I can't really talk about it on the pod because, like, it's not really Zillennial canon. Because there is a 2006 movie, but, like, all of them are, like, pre-90s. 
and then the continuation was like creed which is way mm-hmm. past the little canon mm-hmm. um but like my like my mom that's like the only franchise that she passed on to me like it was like mm-hmm. our middle ground kind of like something that she liked and that i also liked like i had to find star wars on my own i had to find like all of these franchises on my own um so rocky's like that one thing that mm-hmm. i we both love and i remember like um ever since rocky balboa in 2006 we've seen like every i mean there's only mm-hmm. been three but we see them all together in theaters opening night mm-hmm. and i just like remember her sobbing at the end of creed too like and it, it was like a very like good bonding experience for us but yeah that movie has like a very special place in my heart as do all the rocky movies honestly mm-hmm. So I hope you guys enjoyed that Rocky talk for <laughs> the Rocky talk. <laughs> the Rocky talk. <laughs> We're just going to really quick take a break for a word from some of our sponsors. Thanks, guys. Hello, friends. Do you love movies? Do you just spend your days thinking about how much you love to watch them? The good ones, and even the bad ones everyone told you not to like? It sounds like Super Yaki is the place for you. The team at Super Yaki loves movies, so much so that they've dedicated every waking moment of their life to bringing you top quality merchandise to showcase your love for them. From super soft t-shirts celebrating the cinematic achievement that is the 2001 classic Josie and the Pussycats, to comfy sweatshirts that serve as a call to arms for all those in support of making Judy Greer America's lead. They even have pins of some of your favorite directors, like Sofia Coppola and Jordan Peele. Super Yaki joyously brings you tangible love letters to movies and filmmakers that you can wear with pride. Plus, the team at Super Yaki screen prints all their apparel using eco-friendly, 100% water-based inks and ships with compostable poly mailers for an environmentally friendly alternative to online shopping. As a special treat to our listeners, we have a discount code. In all caps, enter SUPERZILLENNIAL at checkout for 10% off. If the spirit moves you, find them at superyaki.com. Let's watch more movies, guys. Yeah, I, uh, honestly, um, whenever, whenever he talks about his Dracula musical is exactly how I feel when anybody, specifically, like, my physical therapist is like, so what do you do? What are you up to? I feel like a crazy person, like, talking about it, especially to people who have no idea anything about, like, like writing and like anything that I'm about and anything like that so like yeah it's just like it's funny I relate to him and it's really funny how like seeing the few people who do care about it are like I don't know it's funny like you know when you have like a creative idea that you're like connected to and you almost don't want to talk about it to people because it sounds so ridiculous like on paper and then like he makes something like so beautiful in the end yeah and it's like it like involves like his friends and then like he's just like so happy in the end and it's so nice well i i feel like almost anyone who's ever created anything can like relate to that Mm -hmm. you know like that's such a, like, a very prevalent, like, humanistic message. Or, like, even just, like, relatable thing. Like, mm-hmm. passionate, scared to produce it, 
like the fear of it not being popular or well received in any capacity because it's like deeply personal for him mm-hmm. especially because like or just like niche like just like something niche. So or even like niche and like also like inherently like weird like there is mm-hmm. something like weird about like what he is doing and mm-hmm. he's scared like will it speak to people like despite the weirdness and mm-hmm. you know that's also like part of the catharsis of this movie is like not only like him getting back in a relationship getting over his ex but also like fulfilling that artistic itch that he which is in many ways what kind of like i don't say ruined what he had with sarah but like it's definitely part of like the reason why it -hmm. all went down yeah so like it it all ties together perfectly like and it's also like um the same thing is happening in her new relationship because when her show is canceled immediately russell brand is like oh so you can come on tour with me and she's like no i have to find another job like i can't just like stop being a working actress because like my show was canceled like he like doesn't validate the fact that like what she's doing is like a job and like what she wants to be doing and like finding like movies to be in and stuff yeah but like i mean yes but also like i understand like because like there's also like a part of her where it's like she doesn't want to like have the smaller role like she wants to have like the spotlight which i feel like is very like indicative of her character it's like very like she's not like a terrible person but like that is like her biggest flaw is like she's very self-centered no i feel that but i think like that is one uh moment where you see like where you feel like empathy for her no i mean like that's the great thing about this movie is like it doesn't like do the stereotypical like oh me and my bitch ex like Mm -hmm. it's like she's she made a huge mistake in cheating on him Mm -hmm. and that's terrible but like it doesn't depict her as like a monster just like a deeply like flawed person that he still loves despite everything that happened and again very realistic like very Mm -hmm. I feel like genuine, like you could, like this does feel like something that would happen in real life, like all of mm-hmm. it. Um, even like the dramatic irony of like being stuck on Hawaii together seems like something that could plausibly happen. Well, the only reason why he went is because he's like, oh, well, she always talked about this place. Like he like never like researched other places. It's just like a place that like she talked about that was nice. Yeah. And it's like reasonably she could have like gone here before with Russell Brand. <laughs> like yeah. and that's why she talks about it. Like um Yeah. It's just it's just funny. It makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a perfect movie. I I have like I mean we always do these episodes where like we're talking about like a good movie. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of hard to like do a pod on them because it's like an amazing movie and we don't have jokes against them. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, again, maybe we should cover more bad movies in the future. Cause... <laughs> I know, I literally said that before we started recording. I'm like, well, we've had a few good movies in a row. Should we do a bad movie? And then I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is also our second beach movie in a row. Should we do a third beach movie? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I was like, what was last week again? I really <laughs> I... Oh, well, no. Because Dan in real life takes place at the beach. So third one in a row. Yes. <laughs> but Tokyo <laughs> directed the cut cutoff because that was not a yeah. beach movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. man. Damn. We really uh, 
really like the beach here. That's Lonnie <laughs> Just kidding. I hate um, sand. It's rough and coarse. And... It's everywhere. Yeah. Um, is that it? Probably? Um, well, uh, I just wanted to say another line that I really loved. Uh, the scene when Russell Brand gets the coral stuck in his leg and he, like, needs help and Paul Rudd is just like... You sound like you're from London. (laughs) (laughs) He's just like bleeding out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. I'm gonna get herpes just from sitting on this couch. (laughs) Listen, I can't wait until we eventually cover I Love You, Man. Because that's another, like, classic that I would obsess over as a child. Just because, like, I had the DVD for some reason. And I put that in the same realm of this, like, personally. I can confirm that we will definitely do that sometime this year. Because Mm -hmm. that's, like, a big one for me. I'll save it for the actual pod. But I think as equally formative for me as this movie is. Probably same. If not even like a little bit more, because I think I rewatched that one like more. Yeah. Like I rewatched that like two ish years ago, three. Mm-hmm. Like I watched it on a date and I was like really nervous that she wouldn't like it and she did a lot. Mm-hmm. And, but I remember like while I was watching, I was like, I know every line to this movie, like mm-hmm. literally every line. <laughs> yeah. It's cute. It's like uh, this and I love you, man. I feel like are in almost, like, a different realm of, like, like, I don't know, I guess just, like, romantic comedies that, like, have another, like, exploration, like, that, this one is, like, an exploration of, like, like, (laughs) I feel like this is, like, so stereotypical, like, I feel like everyone on film Twitter says, like, oh, the movie's actually about grief, like, every single movie, it's an exploration of grief, but, like, I I really feel like this movie is about, like, personal growth after and through grief that you're forced to reckon with, like, way too early. Yeah. Like, more so than, like, a romantic comedy, and then, like, I Love You Man is definitely, like, obviously about, like, friendships more than a romantic comedy, but... Yeah. No, completely. Like that's like I like they like are romantic comedies, but like in a different you know vibes. Yeah, no, just vibes. <laughs> yeah, they're two. Um, I mean, like if this one breaks down the conventions of like what a breakup movie is gonna be and like how we project and like portray women uh, like that break up with men in film, mm-hmm. like. I Love You Man is very much a, like, breakdown of, like, masculinity and, like, why are male friendships always bounded by, like, these kind of restraints and, like, because mm-hmm. um, I, I really don't think prior to I Love You Man have I ever seen, like, an, a genuinely compelling movie about, like, the beauty of male friendship and, like, how great it can be when you find a guy that you, like, connect with. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, I mean, again, Jason Segel just has something about 
his career that he always attaches himself to like yes funny comedies but genuinely compelling stories too and um again that's why i love him as an artist like he he just he really always nails that yeah um do you remember the story about his like muppet room in his house yeah like that there um i forgot what talk show he was on that he did it i think craig ferguson maybe um back in the day when that was still on um but like he, when he because he was like the muppets were just like a lot or like they're just like laying there or whatever like when he walks in oh i was talking about like didn't a girl say that she like hooked up with him and then like saw the muppet room oh wait never mind um hold on i feel like i know what you're talking about though well there's a i guess maybe that's a different one but he's like i think it was craig ferguson but he's asking like how terrifying is it to see like muppets like without like an arm and them and then like he like does like a he like imitated like a muppet like with its mouth open and like mm. just laying in there it's like it just like looks like this <laughs> and just, like, mm. it was so fucking funny in 2011 he said puppets are the reason i'm still single for a long time i lived in a one-bedroom apartment that was just crammed with puppets <laughs> honestly <laughs> sounds like a dream man <laughs> i need to put that as my tinder bio <laughs> Um, I live in a one-bedroom apartment crammed with puppets. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, well, not at all, like, not that many puppets, but, like, the gist of me and my Just a few puppets. Yeah. yeah. Just a few. Um, I do have uh, a few quotes that I have in my notes that I want to read, because mm-hmm. they're so fucking funny. Um, at the end, when, like, Aldous, like, breaks up with Sarah, he's like, how you served her for five years, I don't know. You deserve, like, a medal or a holiday or a cuddle. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, the way he's just, like, a cuddle. <laughs> you sound like you're from London. <laughs> and also when Paul Rudd is like, I once saw that guy beat up a dude with a starfish. She's like, oh, wow. Yeah, the dude was me. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know. And like, um, the another Paul Rudd one is like, he's like, if you get bitten by a shark, are you gonna like give up surfing? And the Jesse was like, yeah, probably. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but like, even like the raunchier jokes, like, it's like, again, these Apatow produced movies are like no stranger to them. But like, they're done with like class in this movie, or like, they're mm-hmm. not like obscenely like gross out like that scene like all the sex scenes of this movie are like extremely funny like like yeah. when he's like having sex with that one girl at the beginning and she's like just monotone like like orgasming it's like yeah she's like i yeah. came and he's like oh. yeah and the one girl that's like hi hi, hi. <laughs> i love when she's like do you want to gag me he's he's just like conflicts he's like he's like kind of now like <laughs> So, the way he says it is so fucking funny. <laughs> so good. Oh my god. Like it's, it's like, funny because it's, so it's funny. like it's not like over the top, like degrading to the women either. Like no. it's focusing on like his like discomfort. Like, it's it's not, like, mean to the women in any way. Like, 
Yeah. Also, I another one which is like maybe maybe the raunchiest, and not even the raunchiest line in the movie, but like it makes me laugh every time. Is like when um, Bill Hayes says something like, "You need to put your D in a V or something," and he's like, "No, I need to yeah. be my L on some T's." And he's like, "That's yeah. uncalled for." <laughs> <laughs> Um, or so when like <laughs> when Kenneth is just like walking away from the bar, he's like, "I'm gonna go find the clitoris." <laughs> like after he talked about like how his wife is the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> yes, and like also the flashback to like the hotel room. Yeah, and like when she's oh like God. trying to give him head, and he's just like, "No, no!" <laughs> <laughs> so good. He's like. <laughs> I can never, obviously, I keep calling him Kenneth because I'm like, I don't even know, like, who he is, but... Jack McBrayer, we have to put some respect yeah. on his name, he's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's just, like, another level of human being. Like, he so is so funny. funny. Have you seen that, um, he was on Conan, like, so many years ago. Um, and he did, like, a thing on Conan where, um, I don't know if you've ever seen those videos, like, the insult puppet dog who goes around, like, insulting people. who's like, an insult mm-hmm. comic. Uh, but they took Jack McBrayer with them to, like, an... Like, I don't know if you know those restaurants where, like, they, the co- like, the staff insults you. It's part of, like, the experience. Yeah. And they sent the <laughs> insult dog to the insult restaurant. And Jack <laughs> McBrayer was, like, the moderator. And they're, like, going back and forth. And it was so fucking funny. Like, look it up. It's, it's like, literally the funniest video I've ever seen in my life. If I had to go to one of those restaurants, I would literally just die. Like, I would pass away. It's so good. Um, I've been to one, and it was a great experience. I, um... There was one kind of near where Sean used to live in the city, and we never went, because I feel like it was, like, always, like, super crowded. But their menu is, like, the tiniest font... And, like, it takes up, like, a whole page so you can't, like, read the menu. And they get so fucking mad at you if you can't, like, pick something to eat. So I'm like, that sounds like a nightmare to me. Like, it was apparently, like, really good food, but, like, I don't know. Yeah. Do you remember I... the SNL sketch with Jennifer Lawrence where she's, like, threatening to kill them at the diner? No. Oh. <laughs> there no, was an I mean... SNL sketch with her um, <laughs> playing one of those waitresses. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I'm overblown on SNL content. I <laughs> don't remember anything anymore. Also, it's like a one of the peak comedy ones. Yeah. Which, again, if this movie did anything for me other than like give catharsis, is make me want to look back on like Bill Hader and um, other cast members like SNL like glory days. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. Again, watching Bill Hader today, I was like, damn, I miss you. I'm <laughs> like, so- <laughs> Damn, I miss you. Exactly. As I'm about to say, I'm so fucking excited for Barry. Yes. Bill sir. Hader season incoming. You guys on the pod are not You're ready. You're filming it now, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Literally, I... the pod listeners are not ready for Bill Hader to be back in my life. Like, I'm never gonna shut up. I don't know if I'm ready for it. My Twitter followers... My pod audience, Adam at 2 a.m. <laughs> Kira's like throwing down her fingers like she's like a rap. Yeah, this is not like... a visual medium. I'm like <laughs> counting on my fingers, like slamming my arm onto my desk. Um, yeah, like 
we're not ready for that. We're not ready for Mike Myers Netflix movie. I mean Netflix series incoming. David O. Russell's movie with Mike Myers and Anya Taylor Joy. We're not ready. Wait. And by we, the we in question, one? me. What? No, repeat the last one with Anya Taylor Joy. David O. Russell's new movie has Mike Myers and Anya Taylor Joy. And it also has John David Washington. Yes. Right? Yeah. And uh, it's stacked. It's stacked. I with hot people. <laughs> it's stacked with hot people. Let's yeah. be honest here. That's a bonafide yeah. nut right there. Um, <laughs> no, I <laughs> including Mike Myers. Yeah. No. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I Thanks, mean, um, that's yeah. the first time you've ever validated me. Oh no! Wait, I, I retract it. Um, <laughs> no, I think. Uh, um, I think as far as all that stuff you mentioned goes, I know you don't watch Succession, but I know, I think this year they're aiming to have Succession, um, Barry, and Euphoria season two, like all on HBO this year. In which yeah. case, they need to I'm stagger real. that because uh, literally, then they're going to have all of their peaks in one season and then not have anything else all year long, you know? I mean, it's already, like, April, and we don't have any, like, or close to April, and we don't have any trailers or news for it, so I think they will. Like, yeah. I think Euphoria is filming now or soon, I'm not completely sure, and yeah. I know Succession is, because my friend in New York actually sent me a set photo the other day. Yeah. Um, and um, Barry has been filming for sure. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, hell Yeah. Yeah, because that's unfair that we had to wait two years for that fucking cliffhanger at the end of Barry season two. Oh my god, yeah, I know. Every single day, I'm like, I just want to rewatch Barry, but it's also like the reveals in it were so shocking yep. that I'm just like, like I know that it holds up, but I'm still just like he writes for that, right? Yeah, great. Yeah, I'm still I... just like reminiscing on the, um, yeah, literally like the best depiction of like theater people ever i think (laughs) i thought you were gonna say like trauma i'm like yeah (laughs) i mean a little bit but like the the depiction of like theater yeah yeah actors in general yeah yeah. like Um, just extremely accurate also just like henry winkler like love him king um (laughs) you ever see the picture of him like holding the fish and he made the caption like my a happy day (laughs) Him. <laughs> like in all RK's letters. He gives out the same vibe of uh Paddington, I think. Just pure yeah, joy. Definitely. Um he was in um one of that those Sundance movies I watched, um, on the count of three with Christopher Bott and Jared Carmichael. Mm. And um he plays like a really dark character in that movie, and I was like not ready for it. <laughs> like I was like, I'm used to like nice Henry Winkler, like I'm not Yeah. But like he he's like an awful character in that movie and i'm like it was too much for me to handle i was morally conflicted Mm. beyond Um, like simping for these comedians um i will say barry was insanely creatively inspiring to me when i first watched it so i'm excited for that new era of my life also you know hell yeah me too i uh looking forward to it looking forward to Movies returning this year. Looking forward to TV coming back. Looking After... forward for me and Adam to get our vaccine together. 
Um, to quote Josh Gad, together apart. <laughs> God damn it. Um, although we might be meeting up later this year, so that'll be fun. Yeah. Yep. So look forward to that, y'all. That. Our yeah. whole audience might be there. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Sounds like maybe two people, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, they could come too. Yeah, no, everyone's invited. Like, don't think Wait, we're gay. Okay, so all of the people who listen to the pod, like, on my end and also, like, your mutual end, will be there. Plus, all the people that you know outside the pod could reasonably be there. Like, should we just have a live pod episode? <laughs> and then who would listen to it? Because everyone's already been there. A live episode meaning like a live show. Like we live just, stream. We just perform mm. in front of a group of people, <laughs> like mimes in downtown Disney. <laughs> but talking um, about like the country bears. Yeah. Air buddies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, yeah. I mean, sure. Why not? That's what I want to do when I get my vaccine. That's why I'm getting the vaccine, honestly. So we can have a live show in downtown Disney? Uh, it's Disney Springs. Oh, but, sorry. Um, um, <laughs> oh, you're going to correct me on that when you say Freeform? It's ABC Family. But I'm right in both categories. <laughs> okay. I literally am. What are you talking about? It's not called downtown Disney anymore. I live in Florida, Kira. Don't I give stick me those to I stick to the original. As always, Kira refuses to stand down, even when she knows she's wrong. That <laughs> <laughs> should be like the thesis of this podcast. <laughs> this whole entire podcast. <laughs> it's just, I, I find it really funny that you're arguing with a Floridian about Florida things. <laughs> Like, honey, you can watch as many Disney YouTube videos as you want, but you still don't know first-hand experience of living, like, ten minutes away from the parks. You don't know the highs and lows of high school football. You don't know the highs and lows of being trapped in tourism hell on a daily basis, Kira. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you are a slave to capitalism, but, buddy, I live in the forefront of it on a daily basis. <laughs> I live on Bob Iger's heels. <laughs> I can hear Muppet Vision blaring every morning when I wake up. That's a dream to me, honestly. Mm-hmm. Should we try to actually do that next time? What? Muppet Vision. Yeah, I thought this is a conversation we should have off pod. We're just still recording. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Wait. You know what I was thinking? So oh you God. and I, you and I, for years, uh-huh. we're like, the first time that we meet is going to be in the queue for Men in Black, and we're going to fight each other. That didn't happen. So, so you want to beat I'm me gonna up? what I'm going to say is... We're going to meet up. We're going to pretend that we're meeting for the first time. Meet on the floor at Men in Black. And just beat the shit out of each other. Because we didn't get to do that. And we would we talked about that for years. Literally years. 
that we would fight at the Men in Black ride. How do you want to fight? Like, I don't, I, I'm like, what do you want to, like. I'll throw the first punch and you can take it from there. <laughs> you're such a. You're, you're, <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, I can't do anything. I'm just, you just want an excuse to punch me with no repercussions. <laughs> it's in a public setting. I can't do anything. <laughs> but if you take me to a Denny's parking lot at 2 a.m., we'll, we'll fucking rumble, kid. You just, <laughs> like, the only reason why you're, like, being a coward is because you're scared that you're going to get, like, banned from Universal Studios. <laughs> Yeah. Listen, I'll let you hit me. I'll let you fight me. I don't care. Kira, I don't want to hit you. <laughs> I want to send you to therapy. <laughs> don't you know I'm a pacifist now? I'm anti-violence. I've been in one fight in my life, and I'm never doing it again. When? What? When? Um, was that? A fr- yeah, it was freshman year of high school. Oh my god, why? <laughs> Want me to get into it on the pod? Yeah, yeah. Oh Come my on, god. we're only at an hour twenty-six. Get into it, and then we'll end it. Um, it was a kid that was just kind of like annoying as fucking class. Mm-hmm. And he had kind of like beef with everybody. And I was also like kind of going through it at the time. And I was just one day I just like I told him like shut the fuck up. <laughs> and we fought. And it, it was like I like he like put his arm around my neck mm-hmm. like to choke me. And I was like he was this was a very troubled kid. Like he was just mm-hmm. like, a, a crazy white boy. And I and like when he did that, I literally like elbowed him in the face and like <laughs> I threw like one punch and then they broke it up so it wasn't like it was barely a fight yeah wow yeah damn mm-hmm. I can't even remember like what he did that annoyed me so much that day but he was just being an asshole to like everybody and we were all like like shut the fuck up and like for <laughs> some reason like when I said it he was like what I was like <laughs> Uh, he sent me a friend request on facebook like two years later which is so funny (laughs) (laughs) i'm like bitch i'm not accepting (laughs) still (laughs) holding a grudge from like six years ago yeah austin if you're listening to this fuck you (laughs) i hope he is and i hope he like pulls up to your house (laughs) this is like spongebob and that one dude the bullies him oh yeah Flash. Flash. Yeah. Flash. Yeah. yeah. And Mrs. Puff loves him. Yeah. I'm going to kick your butt. Like, <laughs> it's so good. On that uh, note. All right. Wrap it up. All right. Wrap it up, sweaties. We're, all right. Uh, um, well, well, my friends, it's been a long journey. This is almost the length of an Aptown movie. Am I right, guys? Uh, no, it's follow- like it's like an hour shorter than an Apatow movie. <laughs> true, true. Uh, with more nuance. No, I'm just kidding. 
Um, no, sorry. It's, Kira is glaring me down right now. Like, just, like, stare. Like, it could kill me. I literally oh, am so tired that I'm just not even focusing my eyes. She's half asleep, as always. Yeah. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, Adam underscore not Sandler, and my other podcast, the Aggressive Okay Podcast. Yeah. You can follow me on Twitter at Garlic Emoji and uh, follow us on Twitter at Zillennial Canon. <laughs> follow us on what? My just, eyes are closed. Yeah, she's like saying this with her eyes closed. I'm like, she is like gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Follow us on Instagram at Zillennial Canon. Um, rate and review us. Leave us voicemails, emails, you know, all the mails. <laughs> DM us. Say hi. Annoy the shit out of us. We love it. Mm-hmm. Adam has his eyes closed also. We're just vibing. <laughs> I was like, that must be better content, I guess, if we both have our eyes closed. All right. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> I'm right. not opening my eyes. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>